Hi, this is Olga. And this is Constance. Welcome to Couch Potential Podcast. Our aim is to open up, share and connect from the comfort of our couch. Okay, then let's uh, crack on. So let's, let's do it. Start. So uh, today's topic is feedback. And what does uh, feedback mean to, to us? And uh, we will try to uh, look at it, uh, understand it, but then always try and apply it to a working environment as we usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I wanted to start by saying, uh, we usually we start with a definition or we usually try to at least define um, the, the word as much as we can and in the way that we understand it. Um, from uh, its connotation, and sometimes the, um, you know the herb. I, I love that languages are very uh, live; they're very dynamic. And sometimes we look at the the definition, the dictionary definition, but sometimes we have a different uh, impression, a different understanding of the word. So we had this discussion in the past about uh, jealous and envious. Uh, how sometimes we use them interchangeably even though the, the dictionary um, states them as uh, different words. Uh, so I think it's still very relevant and very interesting because the language is uh, really what uh, people speak really. It's not always what the um, dictionary has but it's very, it's very interesting as a starting point at least for our discussion so far. So what I wanted to say about feedback is that usually it has a a negatively charged connotation. Mm-hmm. Usually you expect that feedback is something that will come as a, a negative um, point of view, whilst positive feedback is very clearly that it's something that is uh, positive. And um, I just wanted to, to ask you what's your opinion on that? That's very true actually, because I think I cannot or let me put it actually positively framed, that if I hear someone saying, I want to give you some feedback, there are less chances I will think about they want to praise me about a job well done. (laughs) Most probably I will think, "Uh -uh." uh-uh, something I've done or something I've said, or there will be actually some comments on anything that I've delivered. So yes, totally agree. There is a connotation in everyday life. And possibly the reason is that usually feedback is something that is given for, I believe the main purpose is usually is for improvement. So that's why we usually often go and a lot of people start from uh, the the negative part or the negative connotation. And uh, in that case, I would like to say the way I see it um, is that there is positive and negative feedback. There is both, right? Uh, but there is also constructive and non-constructive feedback. And uh, again, uh, I wanted to say that sometimes because we're trying to use um, a euphemism or we want to be politically correct or we want to be a a little bit more positive, we say that constructive feedback uh, is uh, synonymous of negative feedback. (laughs) True. True, true. We say we have to give you some constructive feedback and usually, yes, we mean um, a sh- like a sugar-coated uh, <laughs> negative feedback. Yes, very true, very true. 
And uh, I think uh, it's fair to say that constructive feedback can also be positive feedback. And I would say that it's interesting that sometimes there's non-constructive feedback because it can be feedback that doesn't really help, doesn't really add to anything and doesn't really take you somewhere or maybe you didn't even ask for it, you know, it's unsolicited. It's, uh, so uh, the way I see it, I would say there's positive, negative, um, constructive and non-constructive and these uh, we can have all the different combinations so um, at least for our understanding uh, uh, what do you think that we go with this uh, understanding with this uh, basis yes that sounds perfect and very clear can I add one more do it actually while you were talking something else actually popped in my mind um, would you also agree that we have direct and indirect feedback and I don't mean from the perspective of how the, give, the feedback is being given, but in a way there is direct feedback where they say what you did or what you delivered or the way you came across. And there is indirect feedback in the sense that, for example, in my work, if someone gives feedback for the communications or if someone gives feedback for the culture that I am responsible for, indirectly is feedback for me. Oh, So I, I guess my... I guess ah, what I what you just made me think yeah. is that we should always have our ears and eyes open because it's easy to identify the feedback and to recognize it when it comes with a form of you did that or you said that, but it could be hidden in a way or um, um, kind of yeah, masked be behind probably um, a commentary for the work you've done rather than the way you've done it. Yeah, now you make me think, I remember um, in the communication course once um, they had said, uh, someone can tell you, uh, you need to go and wash your um, car, right? It's very mm -hmm. specific uh, advice, recommendation, feedback of what you have to do. Or they could say, the car needs washing. <laughs> And I think it's uh, similar to what you're saying. Uh, it's uh, very indirect, but it's, uh, it's a, a bit about, uh, uh, you know, emotional intelligence, a bit of uh, relationship, a bit of maybe repetition of the same thing. And then you, you believe that your message will come across. So I really like it. It's true. Sometimes feedback gets not. Now uh, it's me. Constance giving to you all the feedback. That's the feedback you received it. Something there is a lot of different ways I think that we can pass it and we can mm. interesting. And something else that I wanted to see um, with you, which um, I was thinking, and uh, it might be relevant and it might not be, but um, it's related to mainly negative feedback and how we receive usually negative feedback because as we said there is uh, all types of uh, feedback and i think um, as humans maybe uh, sometimes it's a little bit difficult for us to accept um, feedback uh, for some uh, more than others and um, i was thinking and i don't know whether you know uh, it's usually it's from uh, psychology the five stages of um, acceptance, uh, which is uh, basically usually it, um, it's also usually when they announce uh, a difficult event. 
that was a theory by Kubler-Ross, uh, Dr. Kubler-Ross, who uh, created those five stages. And uh, these have been studied a lot in psychology. These have been studied a lot uh, also, and they have been communicated mainly to doctors in order to be able to announce tough and difficult news to patients. And um, wow. I, I remember- and I mean the emotional stages, the emotional stages that someone goes through. Exactly. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I think, isn't it the same with grief in a way that how, I don't know, I might be going completely in a different direction, but as we say, that's first anger, acceptance, etc. Is this- So it's um, anger, I'm oh, sorry, it's denial the first uh -huh. one. So you start by saying, no, this is not true. This is not happening. This is not uh, in, the, in the receipt of bad news, right? And the second stage is anger, uh, mm -hmm. which uh, can be aggression or just internal anger. Uh, then it's depression. Mm -hmm. And that uh, yeah can be confusion or just internal de depression. Uh, then you go to bargaining trying to say maybe there's something maybe you know if you do that we can change it and uh, trying to to in your uh, i think attempt that of not accepting that and not believing that it's uh, trying to get out of it and try to have a different result and the final stage is acceptance mm. this is really interesting actually this is it's really interesting because if I'm not mistaken, it's the same five steps. I guess it's the same model that gets applied to a lot of different psychological concepts. That's why I mentioned grief. I think these are the five steps also for grief. But in a way, it's kind of it resonates with what you said because you just said about bad news. Um, so by definition, any kind of bad news. And but it, I think it is the same model they're using in change management as well. When any type of news gets announced and you go through the change curve if i'm not mistaken i think our change management expert friends could actually correct us but i think these are the five stages which is really really interesting that you're bringing up because no matter how long and long or short these stages take for people we all go through them right Exactly. And I remember I had this conversation once um, on a Greek island with a doctor who uh, was there on holidays and we were just having this really casual conversation. And I remember he was using this example from his daily work to say how he, he, he realizes that in a lot of different things in life. You know how he was trained by psychologists, how when he gives views that he has to accept all these different stages that people will go through and to manage that but then how also this can be relevant to other things so um whilst uh, we were talking about it and i was saying and i was trying to remind myself that feedback is not just negative uh, then i had this uh, small reminder that maybe though when it's negative it is possible that we do go through all these stages and we do go all the, those uh um, I don't like what you're telling me. I, I don't really accept your feedback. I'm trying, you know, I'm a bit upset. I'm a bit angry. I'm, a, a, you know, it put me a bit down. And um, maybe I'll try to bargain and tell you I don't agree with you because I think so and so. And then in the end, maybe we'll accept. So, so what I'm trying to say, even if you will accept it in the end, it's not so linear. It's not so easy to just go and say, okay, fine, I accept your feedback and let's move on. 
or uh, possibly it is, depending on how big the news are, uh, how, uh, how different it is. So I think it's interesting to break down a little bit more uh, what we mean by feedback. And then uh, possibly with uh, different uh, ways that uh, we manage, uh, we receive or give feedback that we could exchange with each other, we could see um, some ideas, some different points of view on that. Brilliant. Yes. And maybe we can shorten the cycles, essentially, because I don't think you can skip any of the steps, but maybe we can shorten the sure. cycles um, to get you to the acceptance. I like that. True. So how do you think about feedback, Olga? Oh, um, that is um, that goes actually to the core of a lot of things that I believe in. What I mean by that is that I... The way I see feedback is as, as a very big um, developmental opportunity. And I genuinely think like that, or at least I try to remind myself that this is the way I think about it, even when I'm going through the anger stage, as you just said, the depression stage, the bargaining stage. But I think because, and this is, I think one of the things that we have in common, not to talk on your behalf, but I think this is one of the things that I think we both love. Um, I definitely, I definitely feel not to go, not to get too philosophical, that we have an opportunity to get to a very good version of ourselves while we, while we're here, while we're in this life, while we, we work, while we live, while we, we do the best we can with the, with the time we have. And feedback is probably the, only tool that we have on a daily basis and by feedback i mean all the, the versions and forms of feedback that you mentioned at the beginning but also direct and indirect feedback in the way i have it in mind that there are so many indirect feedback opportunities in your daily life to get better that only if you have your ears and eyes open and you're bold enough to identify them you can develop and you can get better so i think this is how i see it as a as a big developmental opportunity, opportunity to get me where I want to get as a person. I really uh, like how you say it's a developmental opportunity. Uh, and I think how? I'll tell you a little bit how um, some elements that I see that uh, I think um, can make uh, feedback resonate or not. So I think um, after having uh, deconstructed a little bit the word, the notion, uh, have looked at it from a theoretical point of view. Uh, I'd like to share with you a little bit some elements which I think can help a feedback go across, right? Because I think feedback yes, is from A to B. And um, how do you make sure that it goes to B? Um, and I think it's important that uh, there is a purpose. We talked a little bit about that. So whether it's solicited or unsolicited, why, the why, mm -hmm. why giving feedback. Um, I think right timing can be important. So for instance, um, you might give the exact same feedback, but the person might not be ready to hear it, or you might not uh, realize that uh, that was not really the moment to say it. Um, the source of feedback. So the source of feedback, I think it's two things uh, for me. On the one hand, is where does it, is it coming from? Who is it saying it? What's the relationship? Or what's the status of that person? Um, but also, what's the intention 
um, whether it's uh, you know uh, implicit, explicit. What what is uh, behind uh, this feedback? Is it to hurt people? Is it to flirt with someone? Because you know you can have positive feedback in order to achieve something constructive. I'm hoping positive, <laughs> constructive, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, and another element uh, is uh, awareness uh, how, on both sides. So how aware you are as a person in order to give to someone else feedback, but also the self-awareness that you have when you receive feedback and what you do with that. And um, we talked a little bit about this, but I think more in particular is uh, communication. Uh, how do you communicate that? How do you in a way that uh, maybe you know you don't hurt someone's feeling, or it doesn't sound uh, I don't know too bubbly, bubbly, sorry, fluffy. Um, how do you make sure that the message really goes across? And uh, I think these elements are quite important in, uh, uh, at least the way I see it, in ensuring that um, you go you make a feedback go from point a to point b i love your list i love your list and actually i could even actually argue or not argue necessarily i would even actually wonder if is it feedback at all if it doesn't go to point b <laughs> so by definition maybe it's not even feedback if the other person doesn't get it is it i don't know if i agree with you on that because uh i a, believe I gave my feedback. Now mm -hmm. you, B, maybe received it or not. That is a different, so for instance, I go back to the indirect example. I said that the car needs washing. For me, it was very clear that I, what I said and what I meant. You, on the other hand, didn't understand that you meant that, oh, I have to go and wash the car. So I think uh, that's a simple example just to go back to what we discussed. But I think there's a lot of cases where feedback uh, hasn't really been communicated or hasn't been received well because the elements are not that good. So for instance, self-awareness. Someone can tell you something many times, but because you don't have that self-awareness, you might not actually understand or realize it or accept it. Uh, and then um, again, all the different reasons, I think that we said the timing, for instance, could be one where you say something, but because the timing wasn't right, it didn't quite resonate. So that's why I, I, th I think feedback is double, you know, it has two swords. Uh, so it's the giving and the receiving uh, part that I think makes it maybe a complete feedback if you want. May, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, it, it's not, yeah, it's not, it's not that crucial, but I guess, yes, for me, I guess in my, in my mind, it's the receipt of it that probably gives it the definition of feedback, but, but in any case, as you say, um, it's always actually two sides, you need a, a receiver and you need a source as well of feedback. And I think from the list, there is a, I guess there is another element that probably brings all of this list together. You know, it glues all of these elements together because as you were going through it, it made me think that emotional intelligence is something that is needed in order for a lot of these feedbacks even to exist in the first place, but definitely for them to be activated. So everything that you mentioned as an example, like from timing to self-awareness, 
to even intention or how this intention is reflected, it needs, um, it needs a good degree, if I may say, of, um, of emotional intelligence, at least to make the feedback being heard, to, to make it through to point B. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you're right, it requires two parties in order to be feedback because it has that, also the word has feedback, you know, it has to have uh, two parties involved. I see what you're doing there, I love it, I love it. So we didn't go deep into uh, to dictionary definition today, we're going to linguistics. Okay, so how now can we bring that to the professional environment? So when we talk about talent management, mm -hmm. and I will start by, before I even go into looking at the talent within a corporation, I would go and look at the talent uh, that we recruit and the, mm -hmm. the pool that we want to have within our company. Um, I think it's very important when we do an interview, whether it's successful or not, to receive feedback. Yes. What do you think and have you had a personal experience where either you had feedback which was very useful because it answers some of your questions or you didn't have feedback and um, that made you feel uh, a bit, uh, I don't know, somehow. Wow, that's a good question, actually. Um, it's interesting because um, now that you said it, you made me realize that probably recruitment is one of the few the most constructive feedback I've got has been when the feedback has been positive. So what I mean by that is that usually, or at least this has been my experience, when things haven't gone well, so I haven't been through the next round or I wasn't selected in the end, the feedback was, was negative, right? Um, but it wasn't constructive enough, or at least it, was, it didn't give me, I cannot remember a time that it gave me um, enough to understand and justify the why that has to do with me. Usually it was more contextual. It was like, you weren't the right candidate. We found someone with more experience. Um, we didn't see enough of this. It was a bit more like contextual or it was more like an factually. When I've asked, or when, when good news have been announced to me in a recruitment process, it has been interesting when they have gone as far as to give me the feedback and say, yes, you've been successful. And we particularly like the fact that you mentioned that, the fact that you made that connection and the fact that you showed us that this is how you think about, about strategy. And in that case, it has been positive and constructive because I understood what has been, uh, what has made me stand out from my competition at the time. But generally, now that you said it, it made me realize, yes, I've never got enough um, constructive negative feedback in recruitment, but I have got um, positive constructive, which has been immensely helpful. Interesting. What about you? I would say that when I don't receive any feedback, um, it's worse than receiving some feedback negative, even if it's not fully constructive. 
So what I mean is that I see mm -hmm. your point and I completely understand how it has been indeed the case where usually when you are selected and you are the right candidate, it's easier to explain how you really uh, fit all the boxes, you ticked all the boxes. However, at the same time, I think it's very important for someone who did not manage to get an interview uh, to know why, to know. Absolutely. Uh, so I, Absolutely. I hear your point that possibly it has been more useful uh, the positive feedback that we have received because maybe it's easier for them to identify or easier for them to say actually I like this, I like that because you probably select a candidate for more than one reason, right? Whilst I would still think that it's important to have the negative. Oh, absolutely. Who haven't been selected uh, through an interview. Absolutely, absolutely. Sorry, sorry. I was about. Uh, I was just about to say yes. This was a reflection of my experience. I totally, totally agree with you. But I just think that negative but constructive feedback needs energy and needs thinking. And I think, from my experience, the recruitment process—it's so—it um, can be so transactional, and it needs so much speed from the side of the person that could have given feedback. That I don't think wrongly i'm not saying that this is right uh, wrongly i don't think actually people that reject candidates give enough energy enough focus in coaching the people on why true especially i guess because they don't want to spend more time or the resources or time or energy as they know that it won't be a future uh, new recruit but uh, it's uh, interesting and I, I like how we're aligned on this point now, looking at the new uh, recruits, the uh, people who enter the company or the people who are already there and have been there for quite some time, we see that uh, companies in the last uh, maybe 10 years or 20 years, uh, but uh, it, I would say it's quite recent, where we have put this uh, model of uh, review of um, uh, let's have a year and review and let's have a mid-year uh, check-in. And it's a great opportunity to have really to claim your feedback time, if you want, as a, an employee. And also for um, a boss manager to say, to understand that uh, if it's not on top of my top of mind for them if it's not something that they usually do to know that there is this time in the year that they will have to go through and think about it and share their feedback with their team so i think it's great that it, we have this formal process for that reason because mm -hmm. some people are different and some people might be more uh, expressive than others and uh, you know and a lot of times during uh, the i believe uh, the workload and the craziness uh, we forget to stop and talk and think about those things yes you're right and it is exactly as you say it is a time to take a step back and give feedback and it's only or at least in my experience it's only uh, it's only working and it's only productive when it is part of exactly as you said a formal review process when it is 
as a manager, it's part of your responsibility as a manager, because if you leave it to the discretion of this other person, exactly as you said, it's life happens, work happens, goals, results happen, and you just never have time. So as, a, as part of formal process, um, it makes us stop and, and notice and talk about it. And um, I, for me, uh, what I always say, uh, because I think there is uh, this formal time, which I think it's important that we talk about. What I always say, I th and I really believe it, is that this is probably the most important hour in the whole year. You know, uh, at the same time, it's the most egocentric, selfish hour that we can have. And um, it's okay where, you know, it, it is all about me <laughs> and we will make it all about me and it's okay and it's uh, accepted. And I think it's um, a great opportunity really to see it like that, how I can make the most out of it and how important it is to, to be prepared, you know, from both sides. Yes. It comes to, to that for feedback. Yes. You're right. But uh, I think we both agree, and I think we're both similar types um, of personalities uh, that we don't just expect for this hour to come, or maybe two hours, because it's a year and a mid-year, but there's plenty of opportunities for informal discussions, right? Correct. And I think tied to that also. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Just also to add to your point that you made before, and a lot of opportunities of indirect feedback that we receive throughout what we do, right? Correct. Which we have, though, to be careful to, to grab and to grasp, because sometimes actually it's just hidden in ways that you say, oh, no, I haven't got feedback. But it might have been that you have got plenty of feedback. You just never listened. Um, to it, but just to just to, to ask you actually something, I think the informal conversations also build up to this formal time, don't they? Because I don't know, I don't know what you think, but I remember at some point actually um, someone telling me that there shouldn't be any surprises in this formal feedback session, because if there is surprises, something has gone awfully wrong. I agree. Do, do you do you agree? A hundred percent, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that this has to happen with, uh, uh, it can be with an indirect way again. Uh, it can be by the fact that every time you do something, uh, you give me um, a deck, I always say, well done, great job. That can be a part of a feedback that you have received. So when we are at the end of year review, you expect to hear that your work has been pretty good because so far you have received good feedback, right? And that's what I mean, like, uh, but uh, what I was having in mind in terms of informal discussions is uh, having uh, some touch points with the team, uh, or with your peers as well, in order to see how things are going, how things can be improved. If there is uh, sometimes, you know, um, a misunderstanding within the team of really being able to maybe go and approach it or if someone is, um, you know, you really liked uh, a presentation that they did, to go and uh, have a discussion and tell them about it or even ask them uh, some feedback about how you could uh, learn from it or you could take some tips. So I think that's what I would call informal feedback is that taking the time, even though it's not um, 
the official time of reviews uh, by the HR or by the company, let's say. Yes, no, you're, you're right. And actually these can then become the examples that you use to back up your formal feedback because it's so important that form any kind of feedback to be honest it's so important that it's based on on real examples and it's so important that you use um whether it's negative or positive right do you use examples that can bring your point to life for the person that is getting the feedback so if you have enough of a collection of informal pieces and you say you remember that time that you did that presentation and you were brilliant the way you opened up because you said you had a really good overview for example this can then become the examples that you use in the formal review or the examples that you gather in order to make a point what are your thoughts on 360 reviews because I think they're still not everywhere. Uh, at least I, I really I don't see them everywhere, but it's something that we hear more and more that um, seems to exist in companies. Yeah. Um, I personally think that's the only way, to be honest, to, to get well-rounded feedback because I think there is so many aspects of ourselves that are reflected in the different relationships or the different ways we work with different people. And rightly or wrongly, the seniority of the people that we work with, so whether we try to manage up or we try to manage down, bring out different aspects of our character so I think whether you call it 360, because there are some companies that call it 360, as you said, but there are some other companies that don't necessarily call it 360, but they, they do it in a 360 way. So they do push you to say one of the, you, you need to have three pieces of feedback, for example, one should be from a peer, one should be from your manager, and one should be from someone that you manage, for example. So whether it's formalized or not, I think it, it's the only way to give you the richness of who we are also as people. Because I, I cannot believe that we are the same, I'm, I'm sure we're not the same, uh, depending on who we work with, how we work, and what's expected from us. Because in all of these relationships, different things are expected us right what what do you think of that have you have you experienced it have you been part of it what do you think so none of the companies that i worked in so far had um 360 process in place and i think uh it's uh, really interesting to have feedback i think from yes your peers but also the team that you manage because what we find very often is that you're very good at your job, you're very good at your particular role, and because mm -hmm. of that, you become a manager. Whilst being a manager is a completely different uh, skill set that it requires. And it's important to have that feedback of how you're performing because you've never had it till then. And, uh, and I find that this kind of helps in that loophole or in that hierarchical structure that we have within our um, large at least corporations 
You're so right about that, actually, that it, it, it comes a time in your career that you start getting feedback that you hadn't got so far, and it feels like something gets unlocked. There is a, a whole new window of behaviors and of ways of working. Yes, you're so right. So interesting. It kind of almost makes me think that maybe the questions to the people that you're asking, depending on where they sit in this constellation of teams, should be a bit different. Because also the brief that you get as a person, depending on who you work with and how, in what hierarchical relationship you work with them in, changes. So maybe it should be that it's not the same, the same set of questions. There should be a bit of different, different questions depending who you ask. Interesting. You're complicating things even more. So <laughs> My expertise, right? Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add? You mean for to the 360 or generally to the types of feedback? Generally within um, the organizational structure that we have for feedback. Yeah. Yes, I think now that you, that you mentioned it as organizational structure, actually, you made me realize that these are the, probably the three elements. Well, not three necessarily, but the elements, the, the forms of feedback, if you want, that really, really create uh, cultural feedback. Right. So only if you have your formal, your formalized touch points, but also you have all your informal touch points where people actually are encouraged and inspired and enabled to come and ask for feedback or to give the time to give feedback. Can you reach the point uh, of this feedback culture that so many organizations are trying to, to crack and they try to and implement or create. So we go it needs, it back to culture. We go always back to culture and uh, it's all about culture. Organizational culture and how important it is to build that environment and uh, create that uh, environment in order for those tools to work, right? Do you want to, maybe just before we finish, uh, share each other's uh, ways of giving feedback and receiving feedback? Yes, I would love that. <laughs> you go first, you go first. I, I would love that. I love the excitement. <laughs> first of all, I would like to say before, um, before I share about me, something that I'm not too sure we really talked about, but I think, um, maybe it's relevant to what you were saying before is that sometimes we can hear that someone is giving us feedback but we don't really listen <laughs> and there's this difference uh, and, but also we might listen to it but then don't act upon it all right so uh feedback has been received but then you haven't really done something with it so something else also to bear in mind uh whether feedback has to land somewhere in order to be feedback or not, or it's um, just, uh, I don't know, advice or- I love that. And what does land mean? Now you're bringing this other element. What does land mean? If you don't act on it, does it mean that it's landed or not? Okay. Now you're yeah, trying to complicate it. I love it. To, to go through all these um, details and all these notions. So first of all, so, okay, how do I give feedback? First of all, I've learned not to give feedback 
And uh, ah, that was contradictory. <laughs> and that was from a, a dear friend from the MBA who told me, uh, I think you should ask people before you give them feedback. And you know, it, it is actually so interesting because some people, maybe like me, maybe a bit more extroverts, so were really eager to give our point of view or our feedback, but maybe people don't want to hear it, right? So it goes back to what we were saying before on judging the timing, understanding, uh, you know, uh, if uh, you know, people are recipient to your feedback before you do it. So I have to tell you a lot of times, I have learned to stop myself and not to give feedback, first of all. That's an excellent point, by the way. I mean, I'm already holding my hands like that because I've realized how many times I've assumed that everyone loves feedback and everyone is keen to hear feedback and everyone, everyone sees feedback the way I do. That's excellent, excellent point, wow, yeah. The second point um, is that something else that I've learned uh, how to do, again, is that when you're giving feedback, maybe people don't wanna hear your opinion. <laughs> And maybe people want to have this more coaching uh, approach of questions and uh, of uh, using more questions to guide a discussion that can make them really come up with uh, their own feedback or their own uh, decision and approach. And I have to say this is something that I'm also have started trying and have been working on because uh, again, I'm, it, it's not how I was used to give feedback. I was used to like, just go directly and share my feedback. So again, something else that is interesting in learning and doing. Then when I do give feedback and no one can hold me back, um, <laughs> usually um, it's important for me to be honest. You know, it's uh, important for me not to sugarcoat things. And, um, Usually I just go and really give the ugly truth because I'd rather start with that point of view. Um, and it has been times where I actually find myself backtracking and saying like I overdid it because um, I, I it, sometimes I, you know, maybe I over-exaggerated for certain things because I, I'm, I'm so obsessed in making sure that it is the truth and it is not sugar-coated it, that um, I have learned also not to go to that extent as well and try to be uh, quite objective. And something else that uh, I would say, and that's again from thinking and really going back and saying, okay, how, what do I do when I give, give feedback? Something else that um, I've realized is that I usually try to say something positive. And usually trying to say something positive, it doesn't mean I'm gonna lie about something or I'm gonna find a fake thing and I'm gonna find an excuse. Um, for me, it's very important living, uh, it actually is very important building that muscle of trying to see things in a positive light, of trying to see things and always say one positive uh, thing about the situation, whether the overall uh, um, result is positive, then I will make sure that uh, most of my time is on that. But even if it's a negative feedback that I want to share, it's important to also try to see some of the positive elements. We, and, and I don't do it because, you know, it's the American type 
the sandwich that we say or the i don't know what other names this uh, feedback approach might have or we start with something positive we say the negative in the middle and then we finish with something positive uh, i might not do it that way or might not really follow the structure but i always make sure that even if uh, the feedback is negative that i don't just focus on the negativity and i try to see the positive aspects um, of the work, of the results, of whatever that is that we're giving feedback. And I believe this is something that uh, we're quite common in because knowing you, it's something that I know that for you it's also important to develop that muscle of positivity, which you have it already developed. But I think having that uh, positive outlook in whatever you do and being able to talk about it. And something else that I want to say, and, usually, and something else that is very important for me uh, when giving unsolicited feedback, uh, you know, when uh, people tell me not to give sometimes, uh, is that I will always go and reach out to someone when they're exceptionally good. Whether this is a taxi driver, whether it's a waiter, whether it's a customer service representative, uh, whether it's someone that I work with, whether it's uh, someone in a play that I will go in the end and find them and congratulate them in particular. I will make a point and I will make sure that I pass this through and I will give my feedback. And for me, it's very important because I know that it, it is important to hear the good feedback and sometimes it doesn't really come. Sometimes it's harder to receive the good uh, feedback than the negative one as we talked in the beginning. And finally, um, it's very important to bear in mind, and for me, as I said before, that sometimes I want to say the ugly truth, or sometimes I want to, be uh, to give the positive things. It's very important, all of this, to bear in mind who I give feedback to. And I develop, and I will make sure that, that my message will, in order to resonate, that uh, I bear in mind their type of personality, I bear in mind our relationship, maybe all the different elements that we talked about at the very beginning, but it's not really the same feedback that you would give to every single person in order to make sure that uh, it lands, if you want to use the same word, or resonates. Brilliant. Wow, that is quite a list. You were going on, I was like, yep, and another one, and another one, <laughs> and something more. Uh, brilliant. I and I think, think about it, Olga. Just now, just on top of my head. <laughs> Off the top of my head, rather. Um, you know what? It's amazing, though, that you this list, I can totally, totally recognize all of these elements in the feedback that you give. I can, I can, and because we, you are one of the very few people that I come to for feedback a lot. And you've given me feedback a lot of the times. Sometimes unsolicited, sometimes solicited, <laughs> sometimes ugly and it has hurt and I've been ouch some of the times really amazing but in all cases I can see all of the elements and you I think you're brilliant at giving feedback and I think this is I think this is um this is a very big strength strength of yours so it was really interesting to, to hear you summarizing your points and seeing how you break down the different elements of your of your feedback giving and actually, I can absolutely, I absolutely agree with the two, the two ones that you gave towards the end. And um, I absolutely love them. The, 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 the positive feedback, give the credit and give the recognition and give the praise where it's due. I don't think we do enough of that. So this is, 
this is a, a brilliant and excellent point that we need actually to always remember that we as humans we have the tendency to give feedback when we when we want to complain or when we want something to change and we forget to stop and give feedback when there is a something has been done well something has made us feel valued respected happy engaged all all these positive things and in terms of my elements i would like just to just to mention a couple one to build on your piece about actually finding something positive which i think is absolutely necessary and i've the funny thing is that i remember i just remember now a, a, a point uh, where i was completely um, focused on giving constructive feedback and I forgot, I forgot for that person that I really highly valued, I loved working with and I believed in to stop and give him the positives. And I, and I felt so bad because it's so, or I thought it was so much part of me to finding something good that when he pointed out to me and he said, great but you just started by bombarding me with all the things that i could do better where is the good bits and then realized and said you know what we all need something good because there must be something good in what we do and um, there must be either small or big there must be something good and just to build on that is not just the, the something good that we need to find for me it goes one step further it's about actually identifying the strengths of the people that I give feedback to, the strengths of that person and try to build on that. Because for me, feedback is not just about saying, oh, you said that correctly, you said that wrongly. It's about actually acknowledging, finding, identifying, help, help people actually recognize what they're good at so they can do more of. Because we all have a lot of weaknesses and we, we, have, we constantly see and get reminded of the things that we're not good at. This is how life is. We constantly get reminded by the things that we are not doing well, we don't, uh, we're not uh, talented enough for. So finding and identifying our strengths, I think is the way to really develop towards direction that we can, um, that we can get to this better uh, or best um, self, essentially. Um, and two, two, more, two more things actually that I wanted actually to mention in terms of my way of giving feedback. Um, the other thing is that I try to put myself in the shoes of the person I'm giving feedback to. I try to, I'm saying, I'm not always um, succeeding in that, but I try to in the sense that back to your point about timing there are some moments that after for example a big presentation when adrenaline is high maybe you want to hear the constructive points but maybe you don't want to hear the petty small points yeah give me constructive feedback as well but maybe don't go into detail for example so i'm trying to think how this person is feeling in order to to understand or feel what they would be receptive to in order for my feedback to land. Um, and the last point is that I'm trying to give feedback on the things that really matter and the things that can have an impact on the person's development. So what I mean by that, again, as humans, I think we have the tendency, because also it's also a power game, to be honest, giving feedback, right? And I'm not talking when it's between friends, when 
intentions are always good, but it is a bit of a power dynamic, right? So you tend to say, this didn't go well, you can do this better, and this slide had a typo, and when you walked in, you had your hands in the pocket and didn't come across well. I try to, I try to throw away the small things don't really matter because you can very easily bombard people with a lot of things that they've done wrongly but it's not it's not worth the energy it's too much wasted energy so i try to focus on the things that are important and will make a difference if they were to be done correctly and yes the typo in some cases can be important in some other cases it doesn't matter and so i'm trying to balance between the things that are that can have an impact and are important and the things that are not, you know, not to waste too much energy on the things because also people have such a tiny attention span that you don't want to waste it with um, small things that may not be um, important enough for the context, for the person, for the opportunity. Amazing. And um, let's also give the other uh, side of the story. Um, let's try to be uh, as concise as possible in, um, in order to finish uh, this beautiful discussion and saying uh, how we also receive feedback. Because there's one thing giving, as you said, is the power game, maybe in some cases. But um, also when you receive feedback, how, what do you do? What do you say? How do you act? Um, or how do you receive feedback? So I will just start uh, on this one to say that um, in the same way as I said that I want to be honest, for me it's very important to have that honesty with me. And uh, you know, I really want the truth. You know, I, I want to know what was your first impression. I want to know um, maybe as the example that you were saying before during the interview, what were the different things that you know uh, made you say, that worked. Um, uh, I like to have this uh, type of information if you want, and I like to have uh, honesty in uh, feedback and in my relationships. And um, also in different ways that I receive feedback and I try to, because feedback is really for self-improvement, it's uh, through all these indirect uh, ways. It's very important to pick up on these and to understand that these are important in, um, for this reason, like uh, you, you, you walk into a new job, for instance, identifying of how, what are the key elements that you have to improve on by seeing how others are, by going into meetings and seeing where the focus discussion. So this is also interesting types of feedback that can help you. And um, something else that is very important, I think, is uh, asking. Right, mm -hmm. and I think uh, with us, with each other, I think we definitely have that uh, relationship where we will ask each other, and we will. Uh, uh, maybe some people are afraid of feedback. Um, maybe you're afraid of feedback with uh, certain specific people, and maybe you have that uh, safety network of people that you trust, and you can really go to them for that but also asking for feedback for people that you work with, you know, the people that you um, have, uh, you interact a lot. And it's good to not to assume what they think, you know, it's good to try to have the feedback. And, uh, and yeah, and then I think I, the way I, 
as I was saying, it will resonate with me and I'll take it from hearing to listening to acting upon it. It really has to do with, uh, I think, uh, maturity. As you grow uh, older, I think uh, you gain that maturity from your experiences and from, as we were saying, that cycle, maybe it's negative feedback, how to make it really fast in order to go to acceptance and say, okay, what do I do from that? And how do I take it in order for me to improve myself? Amazing. And I really like, I really like your point about asking questions and actually asking the question, asking for feedback. And I would add to that and ask questions when you get the feedback. At least, again, this is something that I'm working on at the moment. I'm not good at that because I'm getting into a reactive mode when I'm hearing the feedback. Not reactive in terms of defensive, but reactive in terms of active as in, oh, okay, you gave me this. Let's talk about it. Um, whereas one of the, the things that my mother has taught me, and as we know that the, the wisdom of the mother uh, is, is, is vast of every mother, is ask question. Ask why. Why do you say that? When did you say that? Um, and don't be also afraid to show your reactions, which again is something else that I'm trying to be better at. Don't filter your reactions. You don't have to be strong and hear all feedback and not react to it. And by reactions, I don't mean again defended, but you can absolutely say, oh, ouch, this, this was a bit harsh. Let me, let me digest it or let me ask you some questions. So I think asking questions and trying to show my reactions to this feedback is something that I, I'm working on and I can totally do, 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 better, do better at. And, and the two other things that I'm trying to do when I'm receiving feedback, one is to be bold and ask even people who I think or I suspect that might not necessarily tell me what I want to hear. But this is the most interesting, these, these are the most probably interesting sources of feedback. And I always tend to say to myself, what's the worst that can happen? Probably it is worse for me, or at least in the way I'm thinking ab about life again. <laughs> it's worse if they're thinking about it and I don't know what they think about it. At least if they say it, even if they say the ugly truth, at least I will know it. And yes, it will hurt. And yes, it will feel will feel really bad and yes I will go through the anger and the depression and all the different stages you went um, you went through um, earlier with us uh, but no one will die and if anything I will get out stronger and this point is the last thing that I keep reminding to myself whenever I'm getting feedback that this is a feedback and I don't mean to sound cheesy, but it is a gift, is something that can really, really, especially good feedback and constructive feedback, it's the only thing that can push you further, that can develop you, that can help you see things that you don't see, that can help you reveal any blind spots. So no matter how harsh it is, it's uh, the way to develop. So in the end, we win because we hear what other people have to say. Yeah, and also to add to that is the intention that we talked about. That I think if the intention is right, and something else that uh, I take it as given, we didn't really talk about it, is being polite, right? Uh, that is uh, the, the, the something that we take as given, and it's necessary in any interaction, any conversation, but particularly when we, it, um, it comes to feedback.
So thank you very much. Thank you for always being there and giving feedback uh, when needed. And uh, I think it has- Thank you too. Thank you too. You are my feedback fairy too. It has been really the case uh, a few times that uh, we really go to each other for that. Um, and uh, I have to also thank um, Jill, Jillian uh, Benjamin, uh, who is the one who, uh, from the MBA, my classmate, who did tell me to check from people if they want my feedback or not. So I have to, it's important for her. Brilliant, to, I have taken her feedback and I have. <laughs> <laughs> feedback received, feedback landed. <laughs> Great. Thank you very much, Olga. And thank you. Looking forward to the next one. Same here. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.